0: Broadcast on NBC Radio from 1955 to 1958, we bring to you X minus one. horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of a future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years of a thousand maybe worlds.
1: Minus minus, 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 minus,
0: minus, The Haunted Court by Frederick Paul. hours when my task force of 135 picked men and the wax stenographer, all fully equipped for any emergency, surrounded the big house. Just as I stepped out of my jeep, the old boy himself came storming out of the house with fire in his eye. While he was still ranting and raving, I gave him a thought Take salute order, and sir. waited for him to finish. Go
1: on, get the whole bunch of you. This is private property in you're clustering. I won't have it, you hear? Now go on, get out. I'm
0: Colonel Windermere, sir. My orders are to establish a security cordon around your laboratories. Here you are, Dr. Horn. You're a copy of the orders.
1: You can take those orders. Say, say, who put you up to this? I know one Why, that rotten, overstuffed, backstabbing monster of a Dr. It? Horn. Oh, I know one uh, I also he worked as my associate for years. But that doesn't give him the right to turn traitor and go running off to the Pentagon with a story about the Horn Effect.
0: Excuse me, Dr. Horn. The General asked me to give you his personal assurance that my men will not in any way interfere with your work here. It's just a matter of security. Security.
1: Yes. Now, listen here, Lieutenant. I won't tolerate Excuse me, sir. To... It's Colonel,
0: Lieutenant. Colonel Windermere.
1: Colonel, General, Lieutenant, what do I care? What fool type do you stick on your name? The Horn Effect is my personal property. I'm not yours, sure not Van Phelps, not the Pentagon. Anybody but mine. You and your whole army can go plumb to the devil
0: today. I watched the old man, he must have been all of 85, go so, stalking back into the house. During the night, a wire stringing detail surrounded the whole place with three strand electrified barbed wire with guard towers every 50 yards. I inspected the whole establishment before breakfast the next morning. And then, satisfied that everything was in order, I ate breakfast in my tent. I was interrupted by the appearance of Van Pelt, the fat and chubby scientist who had sent the original report to Washington. Uh, what did he say? How did he take it, Colonel? I mean,
1: it is he sore? Sore as a boil, Doctor. Oh. Well, you're here, so I guess you won't try anything. By uh, the way, uh, I didn't get a chance to have breakfast in town and... Uh,
0: I wonder... Oh, of course. Uh, Have some bacon and (laughs) egg. Thank you very much. It looks delicious. (laughs) I watched him gobble up the rest of my breakfast. I was beginning to understand why Van Pelt and the horn didn't get along very well. Why Van Pelt finally went running to the Pentagon with his report. Of course, it was my job to keep an open mind, but I couldn't help thinking how I'd feel if my exec, Captain Leffert, went over my head in that way. No, I couldn't blame Dr. Horn for being angry. At 1400, I went to see the doctor again. I brought along Corporal McCabe, my wax stenographer.
1: Well, what do you two want? Good afternoon, Dr. Horn. I'm here to
0: get your daily progress report.
1: Daily? You want to report every day? Yes, sir. Refer to paragraph
0: 8 of my orders. Uh, Corporal McCabe here is an expert stenographer. She'll take down your dictation. Dictation?
1: No, no, I, I won't do it. Oh, Judy will not do it. You'll have to do it, sir. Why, Ordered. why, you and your, your stinking little two-bit army. I, I ought to... Oh. <laughs> Progress report, you're saying. Yes, sir. You're going to stick to what you say? I must, sir. Well, I suppose I must reconcile myself to the situation. Now, exactly, uh, uh, what is it that you want, Lieutenant? The reporter, and uh, it's Colonel, not Lieutenant. Just so, just so. The reporter, eh, all about my work. Is that it?
0: You may speak freely, Doctor. Corporal McCabe has full security clearance.
1: Well, that must make her very happy. Ah, oh, yes, the reporter. guess so, just so. Just so. <laughs>
0: Listening to the Haunted Corpse on X minus one. Have you ever read the Want Ads? Or say one morning you pick up your hometown paper and spot an ad which reads, Wanted. For important position with fast growing concern. Native born American citizen, male or female, at least thirty-five years of age, must be able to give proof of fourteen year residence in the United States. Position of four year duration with possible renewal. Room and board furnished. Yearly salary. One hundred thousand dollars, with an additional forty thousand dollars for travel and official entertainment, plus fifty thousand dollars for operating expenses. Summer residence furnished with paid vacation. Qualifications of applicant carefully checked before position assigned. Our ad sounds mighty attractive, doesn't it? But the job it describes isn't a soft one by any means. As a matter of fact, it's probably the toughest job in America, that of being president of the United States. And the first job of each president is to take an oath that he will faithfully execute the office to which he's been named and will, to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Yes, the job of being president is a mighty important one, but preserving and protecting the Constitution is even more important, because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. The president may veto a bill, but if Congress, by a two-thirds majority... Passes the bill over his veto, it becomes a law under the Constitution, unless set aside by judicial judgment. Thus, the best interests of the people are protected. That's how your American Constitution works. Now, back to X 1 and the Haunted Court. I wasn't deceived by Dr. Horn's sudden willingness to cooperate. He was probably trying to win my confidence so they could find a way to phone his congressman and make trouble for the whole operation. But I merely nodded to Corporal McCabe, who opened a notebook and got ready to take the dictation.
1: Very well. This machine you see here is my polytoid Quasitron. Now to understand this operation, let me oh, explain. Sir, is, excuse me, that term. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Doctor Horn, would you kindly
0: spell Polly? Uh, <coughs> no, those
1: two words, the corporal. Just so, just so. P o l y c l o i d, Q u a s i t r o n. Thank you, sir. Just so. Well, now the various. It was rough going for about an
0: hour. The doctor had a pause every 50 seconds to spell a word from a cave who was looking more and more ill at ease. But there was one virtue to this slow pace. I was able to follow it all fairly well. And when the doctor finally stopped, I was ready to sum it up for him.
1: I hope you can. that I made myself clear?
0: Yes, sir. In other words, you've perfected a method of electronically killing a man without touching him.
1: What? Electronically killing a man without touching him. Yes, sir. (laughs) Just so, Lieutenant, just so. Will you tell me one thing? What in the sweet name of heaven did I say that gave you that particularly stupid notion? Well, sir, that's what you said.
0: It is also what my briefing from General Follinsby at the Pentagon gave me to understand. Oh, rubbish.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Just so, just so I confess, I wondered why you're here in the first place. The government sees that this is a weapon, of course, sir. Oh, well, now we understand each other. My machine renders humans into corpses. So a chip print for that matter, yeah, but never mind. That is the aspect which interests you, yeah. Very good. But Marcus Lieutenant, my quasi does something no chip print can do. It removes from the human body. That thing which possesses only a negative definition, the quantity of the new term X, which added to the body produces a man, subtracted, leaves a corpse. <laughs> well, but you don't care about all that, do you? Sir, I uh, <clears throat> don't follow you. No, no you're right, you don't. we are corpses, don't you see? Corpses inhabited by ghosts. And there's only one man in the world who can separate the two without destroying them. And that is me. There's only one way to do it, and that's through the Quasitron. The day determined.
0: Corporal McCabe and I left hurriedly. I was ready now to make my situation analysis according to orders. But I decided to check one fact. I summoned Van Pelt to my tent that night. No, no, Colonel Windermere. He's perfectly sane. Perfectly. But he is also
1: dangerous. Particularly dangerous to me. Uh, I mean, of course, if I haven't the Army's promise of complete protection. <laughs> uh, Colonel,
0: uh, <laughs> that bowl of fruit uh, looks tempting. I wonder if I... Oh, no, uh, help yourself, Dr. Pelton. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Tasty. Very tasty. Uh, Dr. Van Pelt, I must have the straight dope on horn. What's this ghost of? Mm. My goodness, Colonel, that's just the old man's way of putting it. Forget the term, go, to get rid really of Now, whatever you want to call this thing in the body, life, intelligence or whatnot, this is what his machine works
1: on. If he wishes, he can replace this quantity or remove it from body to body, as you might call the operation,
0: a transference.
1: A transference of personality. That, that will describe it. <laughs>
0: I got rid of Van Pelt fast after that. Now I had something really exciting to look into. This old man had a machine that could take a person out of his body and put him into another one if he liked. Next morning I demanded a demonstration and Dr. Horn showed me how he could change a hen and a Cocker Spaniel with a Quasitron. It was weird, but impressive and
1: convincing. Well, Lieutenant, do you believe in the machine now? Remarkable. But, uh, can it work with people? Well, indeed it can, that these ridiculous laws governing the conduct of institutions. Heaven knows I've tried to get permission for an experiment. A man dying of cancer, for instance, to exchange with a feeble-minded youth. Why not? Put the sound mind in the sound body and let the other die. But no, no, they won't have it. I see. Then it actually has never been done. No, but, uh... Now you're here, Lieutenant. a uh, military no man, very brave. Uh, just so, just so. Uh, all I'd ever needed was a volunteer. Now, Van refused, the coward. So is everyone else, but now you... Negative, sir,
0: negative. Doctor. I am not a lieutenant doctor. I am a field-grade officer. Hmm. But if there is a need for volunteers, I can find them for you, sir.
1: You can? You really can?
0: Yes, sir. I can think of several likely prospects. Uh, give me until tomorrow. Just
1: so, just so you can. Uh, I mean, uh, no, well, captain, then. Uh, tomorrow will do splendidly.
0: My immediate job was to get the volunteers. I would require two. The first was easy a private in Able Company. I sent for him, and he appeared, looking apprehensive. Sir, the, the Colonel sent for me. I did. You're the latrine orderly of Able Company? Yes, sir, I am, sir. Now, there's a report on you. A-W-O-L. That means a court-martial. You're aware of the possible consequences?
1: Yes, sir, I am,
0: sir. There's a possibility that these charges might be dropped. It depends upon our finding a volunteer for a special job. Is that all, sir?
1: Oh, I volunteer, Colonel. When do I start, sir? That was one.
0: The second was a bit more of a problem. I thought at once of my executive officer, Captain Lefferts, a fine officer typical of the best leadership type. He had just been married, and he had no desire to be transferred to Saudi Arabia. Let me get this straight, Colonel. Are you saying that if I volunteer for this assignment, there's a possibility my orders might be changed? Captain, I hold your transfer orders in my hand. If you decide to volunteer, I will destroy them. Sir, I volunteer. So it was done. The next morning, both men were strapped into Horn's infernal machine. There was a
1: great crackling and sparking. Yeah,
0: it's done. Uh, may I speak to my men? Go right ahead, Lieutenant. Uh, the orderly first. You,
1: name, rank, and serial number. Sir? Uh, Lefferts, Robert T., Captain AUS. Serial number 03339615. Oh, sir, about that transfer to Saudi era No, that'll do. I... Good heavens. Uh,
0: uh, now you. Colonel, sir, I changed my mind. If I can't go back to Latrine orderly, I'll take the guardhouse, sir. It worked. Uh, um, uh, at ease, man.
1: You really did it, Dr. Horn Just mm. yes, so, Lieutenant, just so I really did
0: Horn switched the two men back again while I rushed for the telephone <laughs> Flash priority, the Pentagon, General Palmsby Priority classified. Ask the General to stand by for scrambler was far more than a weapon. We had the world by the tail. I got through to the general, and I was excited as I pointed out the implications of the device. Suppose a hostile representative visited this country, I told him. One of our men could switch places with him, and no one would ever guess. In time, we could have our men in the top positions of every government in the world. Our men reporting to us. It was the greatest opportunity any government ever had. The general was impressed in spite of himself. We arranged an appointment in the Pentagon for the next morning. As I hung up, I fingered the silver leaf on my shoulder. It would soon be us.
1: Cuddle Colonel! Now, what is it, Uh, I don't know how to put
0: this. I must say, Dr. Van Pelt has gone psycho, sir. Why, Sergeant? What's he done? He's raving, sir. He says Dr. Horn wants to live forever. He says all Horn was waiting for was to make a test on a human being. He says now you've given Horn his test, Horn is going to grab the first human being he can find and... Excuse me, sir, this is what he said. And steal his body where's Van Pelt now? In the laboratory, sir, with Dr. Horn. Gee, is, is everybody around here nuts? I saw it all in the Dr. Horn had a brilliant mind but the worn-out body. He was going to make a switch before his own aging machinery broke down. I had to stop him. Van Pelt was there literally asking for it. When I came the door of the lab, I stumbled over Horn's body, dead. He'd already done it. Next to his body sprawled my whack. Corporal McCain, run by a blow on my head as she tried to prevent the tragedy. And there, the machine was Van Pelt, or what used to be Van Pelt, striking the complicated machinery with one blow after another. Too
1: late, Colonel! Too late! Colonel, do the machine! Stop! It's too late,
0: Beyond repair. Sorry, Corporal, but I'm putting you under arrest. Give me that gun.
1: I'm afraid not. You're fundamentally a nice guy, so I'm just going to lock you in here long enough to get away, Lieutenant. Lieutenant? Huh? Horn! You're Dr. Horn! Just so, Lieutenant. Just so. Goodbye. <laughs>